0: there is a problem with Indian men. We hope to help all of you, all of you Daisy boys out there in finding success with the
1: opposite sex. The perspective of women on men in general is getting changed.
0: Everybody, welcome to the very, very first pilot episode of Daisy Boys, featuring your two hosts, Akira and Sam, two Brown brothers that decided to come together (laughs) and give you guys some value, some insight onto the male perspective, especially the Daisy male perspective, and how we hope to help all of you, all of you Daisy boys out there in finding success with the opposite sex, right? And I think that's what, and not just success with the opposite sex, but also success for yourself and how to really make yourself shine through as a man. I mean, a dominant man that's capable of doing what you wanna do with your desires and your, your hopes and your dreams. So I'll introduce myself. I am Akira, I am an NLP practitioner a life coach, and I also teach specifically guys how to get better
1: with women. Myself is Sam Patel. Uh, So I have been doing, and I stumbled upon NLP accidentally, and I used it for seduction uh, from, uh, there was one guy who actually built up this whole product on seduction for NLP or using NLP. And myself and Akira, we met on that platform and we had common values uh, so, here we are to do some good things for our Brown community or DC community.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm very excited. I,
1: I'm hoping that you are too, Sam. <laughs> yeah, definitely. The topics are going to be very, very interesting as we yeah. go down.
0: Yeah, and I think to really kickstart this pilot episode, uh, let's just start talking about what's wrong with our Brown community right sure. now and what's happening.
1: So- I'll, tell, I'll talk about my history for a while like I am not from America. I'm from India. I grew up in South India from very conservative background. Uh, so in my family it was of the opinion that the wife should respect the husband she should she would be going out to work nine- to-five job, come out come after work, take care of the kids and the husband is going to come at nine o'clock. And she's going to feed the husband and probably have sex with him and sleep. that That's what I was being trained or programmed to think about a woman back in the day. But right now, with the whole feminist movement and the liberalization of women, the educational power of women, and now, like, it's all soft skills right now. There's no more of hard jobs. Everything is soft skill jobs, like either you're, you're a marketing person, developer, or a Advertiser, whatever. So all these jobs can done by can be done by women too. So now women are on equal, uh, like on equal plane with that of men, which is very great. Now women are independent by themselves and other stuff. But the perspective of women on men in general is getting changed. It happened right. in late sixties in America. Uh, basically, it started in Europe, then it went to America, and now it's coming to Asia, India, especially in India. Uh, the perspective of women is getting changed over men. And that's why we see a lot of divorces, marriages getting collapsed, and women are cheating on their husbands. But that's that's all part of the deal because women are getting, uh, you know, they're they're given a new platform, the power that they're giving them the new platform and they're leveraging it. But men, on the other hand, are not being given, are men, or I would say men are, Kind of ignorant to all these changes, they see it, but they they're still in a they're still in a state where they're still not accepting the complete fact that you know women are thinking differently with with regards to mating selection of partners in general about life even having kids everything has changed so I think the whole purpose of these podcasts is to just shed some light on how women think, how men have to think when they're dealing with women. And it's not just women, but in general, like men, if he has to be a true man, like back in the day in 18th century or 17th century, if you gotta be a man, you gotta go out, fight, uh, kill people, or you you need to be like a hunter guy. But right now in this society where things have softened up, what is the definition of being a man? Uh, How do you balance out the softness with the, the masculinity of a man? Uh, where, where is the how do you put a break to toxic masculinity how do you put a break to you know becoming more woman like for a man all these things have to, like the purpose is to shed light on that what right. do you think of- uh, well in
0: from my experience you know I grew up outside of India right and, okay. and uh, I'm pretty much I've been pretty much in the west for the majority okay. of my life and so I've seen things from a different perspective so we do have a huge, huge brown community in Canada where I am. Okay. And, um, what I've seen is that you're right that the women have sort of taken advantage of the trends and and the new generation. They've really pushed themselves forward to embrace yeah. change, right? And they've become more leaders. They've, be, they've become more leader like.
1: And the there's a lot world. of support within uh, women. Supports another women. Open hearted. Yeah like a man, but a man doesn't support another man open-heartedly. That's something that I observe. Yes.
0: yes. So I guess what I'm trying to say is with the whole feminist movement, the the, the feminine liberation movement and, and all of that has really played a huge role in, in empowering women to be a little bit more dominant than than men. And in specifically in the brown community, it's very prevalent because if you – you see how women tend to behave. They're they're very aggressive these days. Uh, the brown ladies are very aggressive. They they voice their opinions very very quickly, and they don't they 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 won't give up. They they stand their ground when it comes to deferring opinions. And so what happens is, and this is just based on the experience that I have is what I have, what I've seen is a lot of these guys. They tend to kind of back away. They tend to back down because they feel like the woman's coming on too strong. They start questioning themselves. Wait, I thought that was my job. I thought that was my role. I'm supposed to be dominant. So what ends up happening is they fall back into their own traditional roots, which is, well, I'm only going to go after the women that are submissive. I'm only going to go for this kind of women. I'm just going to settle for whatever my parents choose for me. And so it takes the power out of them. Right. So, because they don't have anywhere else to go, they're kind of cornered into this, they're backed up into this corner. And so, it's very discouraging. It's very disempowering for these guys to be able to navigate the the whole dating scene these days because they just feel like, okay, let me just be a little bit more aggressive. But the problem is, it's a catch-22. If they're more aggressive than the girl, guess what happens? A, they either get me two, they're going to come off as a creep.
1: Three, pushy. So I think you're right, Akira. So so here's the thing, right? You cannot put, if the women are more dominant, the men cannot be even more dominant. It's like dominance versus dominance. So it's going to be a collusion. So that's why women need to have kind of a new kind of a skill set where he knows how to handle his dominant woman, where he knows how to make her calm down, where he knows how to be dominant and she is not offensive about that. So this is a kind of a new skill set that a brown man needs to have it hmm. uh why you're so specific brown men if you take men from other races most of them they have this idea or at least the understanding of you know how to present themselves uh with a dominant woman or a woman who's kind of uh so-and-so-called liberated or whatever with that mindset they know how to handle these women but uh, people from back home whether it's india or pakistan or bangladesh or that indian subcontinent or Sri Lanka for that matter. I personally think that like men or there might not have the complete understanding of how to handle women who are right. very very dominant and uh, and the women are willing to dump you uh, if you are not on their terms. And if you want to handle these kind of women, you need to have a different kind of a person first of all, the perception has to change and then you need to have a different skill set, the way you talk, the way you behave, the way you emote, and also, you should not lose your self-respect. That's the most important thing. No matter what, you need to still have your self-respect.
0: Yeah. Uh, just to add to that, I also think that the reason why brown men suffer more than the Western men is because of the exposure level or and also the, the, the cultural ties that they have to their own traditions, right? It's like uh, they were taught as kids, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this, when you were in school at some point, when you were in junior elementary school, some of the teachers will tell you, teachers are like gurus. Parents are like your yep. other gurus. Yes. you got to respect your mom, your dad first, and then your teacher, and then uh, the people that are senior, right? And so it's like you follow this this rule set. It's like you have yep. this guidebook, this invisible yes. guidebook that you have to follow. And it's kind of hard to break break away from that. So I'm talking about you know, the cultural ties that men have in, in those countries that you, you just brought up. I think that's something that needs to change. I think breaking away, I'm not saying destroy your own culture. I'm just saying shift your perspective a little bit so that you start to embrace different schools of thought to see what kind of change you can bring. Am I right in saying that?
1: Yes, you're right, Akira. I think uh, our- It's not only I think I also strongly feel that the old way of doing things are really good things. The old way, like till 19th century, mid-19th century, there were a lot of beautiful things. But the new way of thinking is like where men and women are put on equal foot. And right now the society is putting women on an upper pedestal. So in this kind of an equation, what uh, men need to do is they need to take the best of the old world, and they need to adopt themselves to the new world, and they need to go with a hybrid approach. Uh, only then I think they'll have, uh, to be really honest, good sex. That's the most important thing. They'll have good sex. And uh, when you have good sex, obviously, you're going to make a lot of money because I think somehow those two make good sex and making money are kind of interlinked somewhere somewhere in our neurology. Whenever I had good sex, I started craving to make more money. I can't disagree with that. (laughs) Once you have both. Uh, I think uh, that's, what is, that's what matters in the materialistic world, right? Women, wealth, and wine. That's what they say in the Indian culture. Three Ws, women, wealth, and wine. Mm. So you need to have your women. Once you have it, you're going to get good wealth. Uh, and once you have the both, then obviously you're going to intoxicate yourself with wine, or alcohol, or whatever. Yeah. So somehow these three things are related. And uh, And I would like to talk about one perspective that Indian men have especially I'm, because I'm from India. So Indian men in general, uh, are they're very emotional, which is very good. They're very emotional. They're very hardworking, and they don't try to harm anybody. At least I've seen Indian men in India and Indian men in America. They're very emotional, very hardworking. They believe in the values of friendship and all that stuff, which women actually love, which, which women crave for. So that's, that's fantastic, right? But what is missing in Indian men is how to assert their dominance mm. or how to assert their manliness i was actually talking to a russian chick yesterday in target uh, i just met her and we were talking and the conversation was like two hours three hours in the target besides the you know wow. cleaning. and she was actually telling that uh, she, she lives in the bay area and she was talking that how indian men try to approach her and all that stuff and she was surprised that you know that what she told me was very interesting. I love Indian. This is this is exactly from, this is from Tatiana. This is what she told me. I love Indian men. They're very, very emotional, which I crave for. But somehow I don't feel that masculinity within them. I mm-hmm. said, what do you mean masculinity? It's like, I said, Are, you're talking about physical appearance? They said, no, it's not about being physical, but it's, it's too soft for them, you know? And when you don't have that Raw masculinity within you. As an, am I not saying raw as in physical? But I'm talking if you're not able to project that masculinity in a way that is more appealing to a woman, then the equation doesn't get balanced. It's not just being soft, emotional, nurturing, but you also need to have the raw mas- masculinity in a way that doesn't offend a woman. And that is where this whole idea of language and other stuff comes in. What, what are your thoughts, Akira, on that? Oh yeah, I.
0: I- completely agree with that. I think it's also being grounded. I think what you're to sum up that into a into one word, I would say it's being grounded or two words, actually, because and a a lot of people I get this question a lot, what do you mean by being grounded? What does that mean? Yeah, can you enlighten me? I'm curious. So so being grounded, there's a couple of things that involve groundedness, right? It's being comfortable with the uncomfortable. That's number one, is being comfortable with the uncomfortable. If you're in a situation that isn't in your favor, you have two choices. One, you could run away from it. Or two, you can come up with your own solution on how to deal with it without causing emotion, uh, emotional chaos, right? And and disturbance to the people around you. That's my personal belief, right? In In achieving that alone, you come off as a man who's capable of handling anything.
1: So Why, uh, oh. can I, can I interrupt you just for a moment? So you're saying, uh so there should be a fine line where you, where you need to walk in such a way that you don't, uh, you don't get disturbed, but at the same time, you don't lose your, your, so basically you have to walk. It's like walking on a racer's edge, where mm-hmm. you're grounded, but at the same time you're projecting your masculinity in such a way that you don't, Offend the woman on the other side. Is exactly. that exactly what- that's what I'm saying? And a perfect okay. example of this. Is, I know this is going to sound very cliche and cheesy. Take okay. a
0: look at James Bond.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would definitely do that. So that's a very great example.
0: It's it's a great analogy because that's the whole character of James Bond is based around masculinity. And what is masculinity is is being ready for anything that presents itself to you, being able to improvise. So if you're in a situation where you, you you just don't know the answer, what do you do? You take a bold step forward. You just step into the unknown and see what happens, right? So if you're talking to a very, very dominant woman, rather than checking out and be like, oh, shit, she's too intimidating, she's too strong, what do you do? You, you stand your ground. You just stay there. Don't let her affect you. But at the same time, you don't get aggressive. And I think that's what a lot of these that the Indian men are lacking is they just chicken out.
1: So I agree with you, Akira, uh, the James Bond uh, archetype, but I, I actually want to give a bit, uh, I want to give a different kind of archetype to Indian men. Uh, think about Lord Krishna, because uh, that guy, he played the entire, <laughs> right? He played that war, but he was a master seducer too. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't even, he had strategies to win war. That's what James Bond did, right? He has strategies to win over the enemy, but he gets the like, hot chicks. That's in the modern context. But if you want to go to touch the Indian soul, the Indian roots, think about Krishna. The guy is like, is fantastic, right? He's a master seducer. He He had like, he had like multiple girlfriends. He had like a lot of followers and he used to respect women. And he used to assert in a dominance in such a way that very, like he was very, he was very comfortable with the uncom- discomfort and to embrace the unknown. And he was also a strategist. He used to rule everything. So I think that kind of archetype, whether you take James Bond or Lord Krishna, I think that is what is needed for this new world where men and women are equally equally placed and the society supports women a lot to men. I think these are the archetypes that mostly brown men should uh, adopt into their lifestyle so that they can have better life.
0: So my question to you is, because you have a better understanding than I do, why do you think there's this disconnect between women who have already embraced the new schools of thought and the modern generation and the men who have kind of lagged behind and stayed behind and just stuck to...
1: so you need to. So here's the thing, Akira. This little bit slight change of topic. If I'm deviating too much, uh, just stop me. Uh, so here, after independence, right? What happened to India was the role models were always a soft guy, Gandhi. He was a very soft guy. He was. The, you. They were. They, they didn't have good role models like in India. There was always emphasis on Nehru and Gandhi and blah blah blah. These people are very soft-spoken, very gentle, very nice. It's, the, the, pro, the propaganda was done in such a way that men have to be soft. Men have to be nice. But the propaganda that's being done for women is like, hey, why don't you be like Jansi Lakshmi Bhai? She's an aggressive fighter. Actually, Netflix made that movie, you know, on Jansi Lakshmi Bhai. Yeah. And she's very uh, freaking aggressive. Uh, Priyanka Chopra, you know, propaganda on Priyanka Chopra. Uh, All this stuff. So there's a lot of propaganda that's being, uh, that's doing their part in making men as cucks. To be really, I'm being brutally honest. That's what it will lead to, men being cuck. The reason I'm saying this because I know for a fact, this is on record. One of my friends, based out of Delhi, uh, his sister married a guy. The guy is a very good accountant. He was very good with numbers and he, he used to work in the stock market or someplace. And he was so soft. He was really so soft that with the woman, the woman actually felt like, uh, you know, the women became so dominant with him. And she actually told him that I'm going to get another guy to the family and oh, you just, just do your business. That's true. And then this guy, the the husband of this, of this woman actually called the brother, the brother of the sister. And the brother is my friend, and he was telling, "Oh man, you know, uh, my sister is making my brother-in-law a cuck." And I actually told him to stop his work for a while, hit gym, go a little, be more aggressive, masculine, and just con- just get hold of your woman and have a happy life. So you know, th- these are this is happening in, in India. It's not even America. So think about it. The, the The change rate is so much that women are becoming more and more westernized, and I feel they're crossing the western standards too, so. Yeah, I've seen that. And so for those of you
0: who don't know what a cuck is, uh, it's basically a passive man. <laughs> yeah. A man In a very family. sad way. <laughs> In a very sad way, yeah. <laughs> That's why you, you, well, you go on to all these porn websites, hamster, wherever, you'll find videos where men actually love, they become submissive and they, they love becoming yeah. a cuck and they watch they're women with another guy, but that's a different topic. Anyways, moving on, I think um, the other problem that I see is men have this, Indian men specifically, have this issue of conversational skills. They can't seem to get out of the friend zone. They find themselves falling short when it comes to having evoking, intriguing conversations with women. And I think you can. You can expand on this a little bit more, but I think it, this is just uh, what I've seen personally coaching
1: Indian men. I've I've seen this actually, a lot. Actually, uh you are see, this is something I I don't know, Akira. This is very uh this is a different kind of I have seen Indian men who are very intriguing. But the problem is when they go with a woman, that's where that uh that that's am talking about. That, that, uh, with the woman somehow they, because they're so, because the women is so strong these days that they, they they're kind of, they put into this whole, uh, zone in their mind where they get frozen and they just, they, they, they hardly, they hardly can speak any words. And, uh, I actually went to a nightclub the other day and, uh, like I've seen Indian men, tall Indian men, like seven feet. This guy was pretty handsome, dude. Like he was like six, five, tall, bald, uh, well, well-built, was wearing Armani shirt. But I just saw him talking with women and the guy, like he didn't know what he was speaking. He was lost. Mm. But the guy, when you look at him, he's like an alpha. So I strongly agree with you, Akira, on this point that Indian men know how to talk, but they don't know when to talk. You know, there's a difference. They know how to talk because the movie- Yeah, they know how to talk. You're right. Yeah, I think I should have rephrased that. I think they know how to talk, but you're right. They they don't know when to talk
0: and what to talk about exactly. when it comes to to uh, trying to create states of attraction be- between yes. them and the women. And yes. I think you've seen this a lot and I've seen this a lot as well. Yes. And I actually, I was at a language exchange meetup. This was okay. pre covid Okay. probably about two years ago and there was a guy he was dressed very well he was dressed in a suit very mm-hmm. like very similar to the guy that you described okay and he was he was decently built i would i would call him sort of a cross between a model and an athlete right okay if you had to give a
1: number how much would you give him
0: on a scale of 10
1: uh, i would probably give him a easy eight it so was pretty hot, hot guy. It's pretty hot.
0: Yeah, it was very, very appealing. And I could see okay. some of the ladies were turning their heads and looking at this guy. Okay, cool. The problem is I got into the same group he was in and we started talking. Okay. The problem he had was he constantly peppered the woman with questions. Question after question after question. And she was just getting visibly bored to the point where she just said, you know what? I'm going to go get another drink. I'll be right back. She got up and she never came back. And the guy was like throwing his hands up in the air. He was basically asking stuff like, Hey, what do you do for work? Do you like your job? What made you get into that job? Where do you work? Uh, What did you study in school? Which university did you go to? And she was just going, Oh my God. Like you could see it on her face. She was just losing interest so fast. I had to salvage it. So I had to actually go up to, the girl and make her come back by talking her into it. It was a, it was a shit show. My point
1: is this guy made the entire group uncomfortable. So basically you're saying that this guy had all the success that a man needs. He was physically fit, handsome, he's well-dressed, mm-hmm. so he's also doing a very great job or something like that. So he's a he's an accomplished man, but he just didn't know how to uh, make his woman more comfortable and was asking a lot of factual questions. Is that what it is, That's right. Interview questions, we call them. So I think, like, as we already know, right, in our podcast, we're going to talk a lot about language. And as Mm a right, men know how to talk, especially Indian men, because there's a lot of, India has a rich rich history of stories, romance, uh, Radha Krishna, Kama Sutra, that rich history is there, the juice is there. But they just don't know how to put it out. And I think that's one of the paradigms, uh, not paradigms, sorry. That's on one of the topics that we're going to talk extensively Mm -hmm. in the podcast. Uh, But if you put the language aside, there's also a fundamental problem with Indian men is that when they come to America, they're just, or maybe Canada for that matter, they're just more interested in making money. Mm -hmm. But after making money, you, you you need to have a certain sense of style. It's like, I'm not saying flamboyant, but you know that, the basic style, the basic grooming. Yeah. yeah, The basic grooming. Yeah. That's what I meant, Akira. The basic grooming is lacking. Hmm. And, uh, and the other thing is I have seen like women personally told me personally, I swear to God, I was talking to this woman and she had a Punjabi friend with she like, she was talking to me and she told me like, you know, Hey, I love Indian, uh, Indian County. I have this Punjabi friend and all this stuff. We were talking, talking, talking all of a sudden I asked her, do you like her? And she was like, no. I was like, why? Charisma. I swear to God, she told me this. She told me this, Akira. I was, I felt like, like. then I told her, why didn't you tell her? It's just so difficult to communicate that point to her, you know, because they just don't get it. So they don't get it. Yeah. That's what it is. So, and not many not many people would do tell that, but because I was talking to with this woman and she was in a flow and there was a party, there was a rapport, and we were connected and all that stuff. And that's where I asked, do you like her? And she said, no. And then I said, why? She's like, she, this is what she told. She doesn't put her, like, she's a woman and she has a Punjabi woman or whatever. But she was telling about the Indian community in general. One is they don't know how to put their point. You know, they're very submissive. They're like, okay, okay, whatever. Very sweet talkers. And the basic grooming is not there. The third thing is like, uh, they try to, uh, like, Like, it's like they make other people more comfortable than what is required, which is, which is a sign of weakness. You don't need to be that comfortable with the other, like other people. If you don't like it, you just tell it out. I think that gives a more dominant vibe to the guy. Instead of being a softer version, he can be soft when it's required, but in general, it's not required. You can be just dominant. You, you can you need to have the boundaries, right, Akira? What do you say? You need to have the
0: balance. Definitely. You need to have you need to establish boundaries not only for yourself, but also for the other people that are around you. You need to know what the other people's boundaries are, be aware of them and sort of navigate so that you don't cross those boundaries. I mean, you can definitely, you can definitely push a little, but I would say that when it comes, when if a woman voices her boundary, that's when you say, "Well, you know what? I wasn't looking to cross your boundaries; only discover them."
1: Right? You got to be- That's that's a go- that's a golden nugget that you dropped. Can you explain that? Like unpack it, the way you told it. So, so Just the way I- listeners here see Akira right now, he was uncomfortable in the situation with the woman, and he said it out. But he said it out so gently that. She got the point, and also she's not offended, right? Not okay. offended. Okay. So, for the audience. So,
0: that, so the line goes, I wasn't trying to cross your boundaries. Only discover them. So it's you're, you're letting her know that you're not afraid to take that step forward as a dominant man, but at the same time, you know how to put a stop to it and respect who she is and what her boundaries are. And she's going to be like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. And then the conversation can continue.
1: Now, what do most... Uh, Indian guys do when the moment of a lady voices can't, can't answer that? Go for it. You tell me that they get fucking offended. You know they like, go, How come this bitch is doing like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you get
0: hashtag me too. Yeah, it's 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 so, and it's so. I will tell you, we're in a very precarious state in the world where everything now is either an offensive or. It's uncomfortable or it's uh, opinionated or it's yeah. arrogant or it's just yeah. plain hashtag me too. Yeah, It's so sensitive. I think the world has become overly sensitive, not to say that it's all bad. There's definitely good in it. I think with this whole sensitivity, people are becoming a little bit more aware of boundaries and, and, and mutual respect, which wasn't there before. I think there's
1: there's good in it too. What are your thoughts on that, Sam? Uh, I agree that, see, I personally feel, I've seen my mom and aunt and other people, other women, and I feel that women needs to have their own uh, space. They need to be respected. They need to be given equal rights. But I think the whole movement, the whole process of making them stronger or better or whatever, the pendulum has swung, like it's swung to the other side. You know, now it's like you do little bit, you're getting demonized. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the state of affairs right now. That that's where we are. Even if you do, if you cross the boundaries little bit, there's no tolerance mm-hmm. for tolerance for men. Yeah. And so that doesn't mean we're not gonna. That doesn't mean we're not supposed to mate, right? We have we're still we are the, race, the human race has to continue forward, right? So we have to mate, but we need to be very strategically uh, feel and think while dealing with women. And I, I also want to talk about the pain of being a nice guy. Because if you see here, the guys are so nice. And for one small thing, they just, like, they get offended. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of being a nice guy. So people say, oh, this guy is a nice guy. But actually, nice guy is a curse. You got to be a pleasant guy. Because you need to know how to draw yes. the right? Because, accommodating. You need to be yeah. accommodating. Yeah, because if you're too nice, then you're you're basically you're uh, you're a doorman for them. That's what they perceive. I'm telling you, like women are telling, like they they just don't they like men to be emotional, but they just don't like men being emotional. You know, so it's like uh, they're contradicting, but what they're actually saying is that. They want to be emotional, but at the same time, they still crave for the raw masculinity. If that is missing, raw in the sense, not the physical part. I'm telling the vibe, the projection yeah. energy. If that is missing, then it's very hard because even if you get your woman, she's either going to dump you or cheat on you and and you wouldn't even realize that why she's doing that. And uh, probably uh, that would lead to depression, suicide or whatever, because I, like I have seen a lot of men right now who are committing suicide in India in India because the women actually cheated on him. And that actually like, because men are being more emotional than what is required. You cannot be that soft too. You need to stand up for yourself. You can be emotional, but you need to know when to stand up and be a man. Uh, that doesn't mean like you go and hit a woman. That was the old way of doing stuff or maybe control a woman. That was the old way. Right now it's like more like being very gentle, like the James Bond archetype or Lord Krishna archetype, where you're gentle, where you understand the other person, but at the same time, you still put your point in a very dominant way. And it's very appealing to women. That's what I feel. What do you think, Akira?
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask you, what do you think of... I By the way, I do agree to that. But I was just going to ask you, this was in my, this was in the back of my mind. What do you yeah. think of the impact of Bollywood movies or Indian
1: cinema? Oh, actually, you on, know, cinema is yeah. like... A, it's a boon and a curse, I would say. Why? Tell me more about that. Uh, you want to talk about the curse or the boon? Which part are you? Oh, just just cover both. I'll talk about the what's a good part of being uh, the Bollywood movies. The Bali, most of the if you take if you remove the Indian men or Indian subcontinent, the other races, they are. The way they are being emotional and the way Indian men are emotional, there's a lot of variation. Indian men are very emotional and that's very appealing to women, because I have seen women, like I have, like, like I've been with women and they just love that the whole Bollywood drama, drama in the sense, not the, not me showing them a movie, but when I do certain things to them, they just feel so good. Like one thing is during the sunset in the beach, I walk across the shore holding their hands, and it just talks some stuff. And they, like one woman said, that is so cheesy. And she, I was like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters is you and me in that space, and she just loved it. Sure. This is like Bollywood shit, you know. Walking when the sun. Yeah, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some good thing. That most men don't. There's like fifty don't. guys come out of nowhere and start dancing <laughs> with you. <laughs> but the sad part of the Bollywood, uh, the curse, I'll tell you, always, 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 always. They show men going behind a woman, always trying to please her, always taking the slap, always trying to comfort her. Hmm. And at the end of the story, the woman realizes that he's a good guy, and she falls in love. That's what is like Kuch Kuch or what are like yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of movies, lot of romantic movies. So the emotional part is good. the The elements of the emotional components are good, but the way they're ordered and structured and given to consume portrayed. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, a, it's a very,
0: it's a very negative image. Well, not really negative, but it's a very false image, I would say, yeah. that, that is yeah. projected to the community as a whole, because what yeah. I've seen, uh, I, I used to coach, there were a couple of Indian clients that I've had in the past, okay. Okay. and they've done stuff where they've written written letters, handwritten letters to the to the girls that they like, and they tell me, isn't not that isn't that the right way to do it? This one guy was so innocent in his his concern. He said, isn't this the way to to charm a girl? Is like I can write a letter to her, you know, a love letter. I'm like, no, which world are you living in? That's not how to do it. And so it's something that I've seen quite a lot is that they follow these
1: principles that are outlined in these movies and they think that that's reality, right? What do you think about that? I, I thousand percent agree with you Akira this happened I met this guy Lopez okay he's from LA um, uh, when he, he told me certain things that my I was so depressed when he told me he said dude, there is a problem with Indian men he, to, he told me upfront. I swear to God all the Indian audience I'm sorry, but this is what he told me his name is Lopez angel Lopez uh, from LA. he told me, dude, there's a serious problem with Indian men I said why? Then he showed me, um, he, he, he took his phone and he showed me some pictures of an Indian woman, Punjabi woman. She was cute, just a regular Indian Punjabi chick, kind of cute, light skin. that's fine. Uh, and then, yeah, so what's up with this chick? He was like, you know, I, this is what he told me. This chick, uh, so there was a Punjabi guy in L.A., and he was madly in love with this woman. And he was just so much in love that uh, he was actually sending her flowers every fucking day. That's what he told me. He was sending flowers. Oh my God. This happened in movie. And you know what she did? He not only sent flowers. He was sending money, chocolates, this thing, that thing, just to please that woman. This is all Bollywood. This happens in the Bollywood, right? And apparently, you know what the woman did? The woman actually put a restraining order on that person. Oh, no. Which is still okay. Which is still okay. Why? The, I haven't told the sad part yet. And then this chick, Indian chick, her name is Car um, or something like that. Some some chick. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then she goes to the LA bar and she sees this, uh, the same Indian dude in the bar. And that's the time Lopez was also there. And Lopez uh, is a he's a he's a guy who gets women, you know. And uh, when when she saw that guy, the Indian guy, you know what she did? This Indian woman, core, she actually went with Lopez that night, fucked with, slept with him in front of like she basically gave a smooch to this guy, this Lopez, in front of the Punjabi guy, and the Punjabi guy was totally heartbroken, and the Lopez didn't know what's happening. And Lopez thought, okay, he's getting women, so he he actually kissed her. They signed
0: it,
1: yeah. He he didn't even know that the background story was happening, all that stuff. And then they both had sex, and uh, then after sex, she told him the story. Hey, you know what? I put a restraining order on this guy, but I was so fucked up with this guy that this guy was sending me chocolates and all that stuff, and uh, I was so pissed off. Like that was like an harassment for me. Sending chocolates, flowers, and all that stuff. And so when I saw him, I wanted to take revenge on him. And uh, so that's why I, you know, I hooked up with you that night. And this Lopez was shocked. I was like, Lopez was like, how can you ever do that to in front of a guy? Because ultimately, he's also a man, right? So he knows the pain of that. Uh, And he was, she was like, yeah, but how can he do like sending me chocolates or flowers for a month straight 30 days? then these themes these ideas come from bollywood movie it works in the context of a bollywood world but it doesn't work right. in the context of uh, and that's where lopez told me dude indian men they think they're very successful here no you're not wrong you, so he said you're wrong they have a problem it's a big big problem and if they don't uh, you know uh, fix it it's going to take a toll on them that's what to- that's what he told me mm. so if- which is a true experience from my life. And I was shocked when he told me that stuff. I was really shocked. I was actually a little bit shocked, surprised. And that's where I had a paradigm shift. Like, wow, Indian women have changed a lot. A lot has been like, they're different right now. They, so I cannot compare my mom to a woman right now. Like I, when I said comparison, I cannot compare them that they'll behave in a similar way, given the same set of scenarios. They will behave totally differently. Yeah. What, what Thoughts on that, Akira?
0: Well, I agree, and the other—I think there's another side to it too. I think, leaving men aside, I think there's an issue with women too, and and I think you will understand when I tell you. Is Indian that, women or in general, in, in, in with Indian women specifically, I'm talking about Indian women. Okay. Is that I I would say that movies have affected them too. I think in a lot of ways they expect something out of men. But when they don't get it, what happens is they start stereotyping all Indian men. They don't give them a chance to really see the potential of, of a guy who's actually dominant, who's actually able to charm them. And and I'll tell you why I'm saying this is because I've met a lot of brown chicks that just go, I don't date Indian men straight up. They'll just tell you that right yeah, off
1: they the bat. They told me to. Uh,
0: you know, uh, and some guys question us if like, you're just being racist. Oh, my God, you're such a bitch. No, they have every reason to say that because they've experienced it. However, they need to at least shift their perspectives a little bit to give a chance to the guys that are actually developing themselves to become better, right? And I know it's a hard ask. It's not easy to ask these women to suddenly just change and say, okay, well, Indian men are changing. Let's give them a chance. It's not going to happen. But what I'm saying is, I think the message for our listeners, don't stop trying. Don't stop changing yourself. You you need to be aware of the issues that you have, but don't give up. This podcast is not for you to give up. In fact, it's the opposite. It's for you guys to understand what the problem is so that you can take charge and move towards a better path where you're able to charm these women and really... See a difference in your interactions going forward. So
1: you, so Akira, you brought up a nice point. You know, like Indian, you know, what you told Indian women, telling you that they don't date Indian men. This is a very important paradigm shift for all the listeners. That Indian women, no matter which women—white, Indian, black, brown, Persian, yellow, white, whichever color they are—they really don't care about their men. What they care is they care about a man who can make them feel more comfortable. Yeah more sensual, more sexual, or more successful and, uh, you know, and get them more kids. Mm-hmm. The men, from a women's perspective, they really don't care. It's a white, black, brown, yellow, white. You give them the all the colors, they really don't care. They care. They need a man who can make them more comfortable, who is very sexual, uh, who can make them more happy, give kids, and also eat their food without complaining. What do you think about that, Kira? Perfectly summed up, that's
0: pretty good. Perfectly summarized, that's excellent. I think that's a very, I think we can end on that note. I think it's a very good ending to the first episode. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, please make sure you subscribe to the channel because we're gonna keep coming back with a whole series of juicy info, insight, lessons and life lessons. Sam and I are going to be doing this every week, and we we're gonna we're gonna actually interview. If if you stay tuned, we're gonna interview a couple of people, so that that's gonna be very exciting too. So do subscribe. We're on Spotify and all the other major podcasts. Are we on Apple? Apple Apple Podcast. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, okay. we're gonna be on all of them. And you'll be able to find us. The link will be in the description. You can share this with your friends, get them on board. And yeah, let's just build a very strong basic community of men. By the way, guys, so stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to come back and we're going to continue this line of conversation, the same line of conversation. We're going to expand a little bit more on it and and really dig deep into the uh, the underlying issues that a lot of the brown guys face. So stay tuned for the next episode and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. thanks Thanks for listening.